What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the All Day Hoops Talk podcast. I'm your host, Gabe, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Matt. Uh, Today, Matt and I are joined by probably the hottest name in the grad transfer market in college hoops, Ehab Amin. Uh, Ehab, how how are things going today? Pretty good. Just got done lifting. Good day. Okay, cool. So let's let's just jump straight into the into the interview thing. Um, first, you know, definitely want to thank you for coming on as always. Um, so the, the first question I, I had for you was um, you're you're from Egypt, and being from Egypt, there's there's not a huge um, Egyptian population in high in high level basketball, so you don't see a ton of uh, players coming from Egypt. Um, is is that something you being a high level player from Egypt? Is that something you take pride in? Do you feel like you're you're really representing the country when you play? Yeah, of course. I mean, bo- born and raised in Egypt, and growing up in Egypt, and then moving here to pursue my dream, my dream of playing basketball. Of course, every time I think about home, representing home, and represent home the best way possible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, now going on to the transfer portion of it, um, what what were some like the main factors that just kind of played into uh, into your decision to transfer from Texas A and M Corpus Christi? I know you were injured for uh, this past year, so you had to sit out, um, and that kind of allowed you to graduate. Um, what 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 other kind of factors played into your decision? I mean, there was a couple basic uh, main reasons, but probably. The- the main ones are uh, I just felt like, especially after my injury, I just felt everything happened for a reason, and it was time for me to move on. And I felt well, by the decision, talking to my uh, family and my brother, that it was for be- better for me to uh, move on and go somewhere else for my last year of eligibility. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, so, kind of, yeah, you're like going into your last year of eligibility. And you just finished up at a and Corpus Christi. What do you think was your best memory there? Uh, best memory probably in the semifinals of our conference championship game. Uh, we were down to to uh, Sam Houston State, and uh, our point guard then Hamid Ali hit a game winner buzzer beater, and I think it made ESPN top ten that day. And it was it was great game winning shot in conference tournament in March. It was crazy. <laughs> probably best memory. Yeah, I, I'm really familiar with like AM Corpus Christi, Sam Houston schools like that. I, I live in Houston, I live in Texas, so I know all that goes. Uh, and like, so for fans who really haven't heard about you or just aren't really familiar with your game, as per se, more on the basketball court, what do you want them to know about the type of the, the type of player you are and what you're kind of bringing to the table day in and day out? Um, usually I'm the hardest hardest worker on the in practice, harder worker in weight room and the game especially. I'm different player in, in games. Uh, do everything winter players do: get on the floor, lose balls, uh, just those hard knock players. Uh, I love playing defense. I mean, I'm a two way player, but I love playing defense. I like getting in passing lanes, uh, feeding the ball, of course, you know, uh, rebounding. I'm a big guard, so I like getting there with the big, fighting for lose balls and rebounds, finding my teammates, get everybody better, and I also. Uh, like pick and rolls, uh, getting in transition up and down, stuff like that. Yeah, and like you know, teams, and especially I feel like fans 
really feed off of those kind of players who like to do the little things on the court, the little dirty work that a lot of players don't like to do. Like you look at the NBA players like Draymond Green, Patrick Beverly, those guys, especially Patrick Beverly, feeds off of doing the, the little things on the court, working hard, making the extra pass or just fighting for loose balls. And so with all that, what aspect of your game are you working most on right now as you're trying to yeah. find find another place to call home? Yeah, first of all, from what you're saying, Patrick Beverly and those kind of guys, I mean, I'm a really high-energy guy, and usually my teammates and coaches feed off my energy, and I usually, sometimes I get energized too much or celebrate too much, but it's part <laughs> of the game and how I am. <laughs> to the second part of your question, uh, definitely working on my uh, three-point three point shooting. I would like to get my percentages up, and I just feel like I have a good form, good mechanics, and everything is more confidence uh getting more in the gym getting more reps and i feel next year is definitely going to be better are you trying to take a certain amount of shots every day with your threes or are you just kind of going with the flow right now yeah definitely i mean i take anywhere around 200 to 500 shots every day i get in the gym every day uh just started running and shooting last couple weeks so it's been been excited and even this process makes it more exciting yeah so you know, you're still looking for a place to call home. You're still looking for a new school. With all of that, you know, I think something that is kind of underrated when players choose these schools is there, to some degree, for some of these players, it is there is a lot more to it than just the basketball program. You know, some players want to be comfortable with where they're actually at school. You know, everyone says location, location, location. So what are you looking, what are some things you're looking for in a transfer school? Yeah, speaking of location, the only thing I'm worried about in the location for the school I'm going to choose is if there's an NBA team close, it's an NBA city, a lot of scouts come in and come out. Uh, that's the only thing I'm worried about, geography. I don't care if it's north, south, east, west. That's the only thing uh, about geography. The other things I'm looking, like the main things I'm looking in the school that I'm going to choose are, of course, uh, I mean, I want to I wanna go somewhere there's talent around me i want to go to a championship team a winning program i want to make the final four run make a run in the tournament uh also i'm a 50 year guy so i only have one chance so i want to go somewhere that i can start play a lot of minutes have a lot of big role impactful role on that team uh, also i want to go somewhere that the, the coach and the staff has good history with guards and developing guards because i also feel like i'm not finished product yet by any by any means i still want to get better and develop and understand the game better and understand pick and roll better and all that kind of aspects in the summer and even every day on the season. That's really interesting that you mentioned that, um, you know, the, the geography in terms of how close it is to an NBA team is something that you're looking at. That's really, really, really interesting. And I think that's a smart thing to do. You know, I don't, I've never heard um, any recruit kind of mention that, but that makes a lot of sense, especially for you, um, you know, as a, it's growing, you're going into your last year. This is kind of your, you know, your last hoorah there. So having an, an NBA team goal, close yeah, by. It's now or never. So that's yeah, for all, sure. That's all I'm working for right now. Yeah, it's very, very, very interesting. I think that's a very smart idea. Um, you know, going to a school that has a lot of scouts come, come by and, um, you know th- that sort of thing. So what um what what are some of the schools that that you've heard from so far? Uh, I mean I can name some off the top of my head: Oklahoma State, uh, Texas A and M, uh, Iowa State, Florida State, uh, Nevada, Seton Hall, 
uh, Ohio State, uh, Louisville, Arizona, Texas, uh, Wichita State, uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma, uh, Miami, University of Miami, SMU, uh, Texas Tech, uh, NC State, those, I think, a couple more. I'm not in my Apple, got a couple more. Yeah, and if, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you noticed it, but while you were listing those teams off, I know I noticed it. Just about all those teams um, either made the tournament this year or are usually in the tournament, have made the tournament in recent years. So, you know. Some just had a really deep run as well. Yeah, yeah. So you, that's that seems like, like it's um, – you know, you're kind of getting the schools that you want to hear from, and that that's that's good. Um, so when when you're when you're looking to make your decision, are, are you just going to kind of make it um, like just kind of like one day you're just gonna you're just gonna announce it, or are you going to kind of you know kind of cut down a list, you know, make a list of it, um, cut those. That's a lot of schools you just listed off. Um, are you going to you know say hey you know I'm going to kind of cut this to five or six or something, and then decide from there? How how are you kind of going to go? How are you going to go about that uh, that process? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, the only person involved in my recruiting is my older brother, and uh, we're probably going to start stop uh, talking to any new schools probably this weekend after Friday or Saturday, and then probably early next week uh, we're probably going to start narrowing and cutting my school list to maybe 10, 7 if we can, and then uh, probably a little bit later that week uh, start uh, scheduling my first visit. And uh, I'm not. I'm not really. I mean, I get five visits, but I'm not sure if I'm gonna take all five. I'm gonna take three, four. I didn't. We didn't decide that yet. But uh, I'm probably gonna take at least a couple of visits and then make the decision after that. I mean, I'm in no rush right now. I just feel like the ball in my hands. And uh, also, something I talked about earlier is I'm looking into the rosters of the of the teams and the schools and uh, how deep they are, how guard-oriented or how many guards they have coming back. Also, if not, all these schools have NBA guys, and some of them, or at least half of them, uh, are leaving for the draft, and some of, half of them didn't, didn't sign an agent, so probably a good amount are going to come back, and that's probably going to affect my uh, decision too. Yeah, so as far as time frame goes then um... – like you mentioned, obviously now people can put their name into the hat for the draft and then come back. Um, so you just said that's going to play into your decision. So are you are you probably, if you had to guess, um, and I, I don't want to pressure you into like trying to you know put a decision date or anything. But it, so if if you're guessing just like a general time frame, um, you'd probably say that your decision probably won't come till around May ish, whenever people start kind of coming back from yeah from the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that that obviously that makes sense because again, you know, you you want to have that bigger role. You want to go somewhere where you know you can win. You want to see what the roster is really going to look like for that for that final school. Um, when when you when you make your list, is that is that going to be are you going to are you going to post it out? Are you going to make it public, or is that just going to be kind of an internal list and then operate from there? I mean, a lot of a lot of uh, media guys, ESPN guys, CBS, Fox, independent people. A lot of people been. Hitting me up, calling me, texting me, DMing me on Twitter, Instagram. So I'm probably gonna talk to my brother and see who who's who I gonna send the list to, or I'm just gonna send the list to everybody at the same time, or I'm just gonna post on social media. I don't know how I'm gonna approach that yet. Okay. All right. So last question then before we uh, before we let you go, 
Uh, this is something we usually ask everybody, all of our players who come on here to uh, to interview. Um, what are your top three pregame songs? Three songs you got to listen to before before you play a game. Oh man, that's tough. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I like Migos a lot. I like Future. Uh, I like some Drake songs, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. <laughs> can I, can can I look through to my list? <laughs> my playlist. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, and and you know, you you missed this entire year. So last time you played really played for like you know for the team and whatnot there, a lot of music has come out since then yeah i mean big amount two chains uh that's a good one yeah no long talk drake uh i would say rick flair drip i'll say okay that's the best one that's the best <laughs> one out of the three that's the best one that was that that's the one i listened to last like right before i'm about to go warm up so, something to really give yeah. you that swag right before. The beginning of that song just gets you going, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, that, that's one song that gets your numbers up. I don't, I don't remember who's it. I, I listen to that song before every game, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have. Well, uh, definitely appreciate you coming on. Um, no problem. I I hope I wish you all the best in, in your decision no making. Problem. You know, I, I hope you land somewhere that you really enjoy, somewhere that's going to um, you know really help you help you develop as a player. Um, so again, thanks a lot and good luck with everything in the future, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Have a good Appreciate one. it. Thank you. All right.